Welcome to the Fresh Delivery Show, a show about everything you need to know about pop culture, current events, travel, music, and entertainment, and features candid conversations with co-hosts and audience. This is your first time catching us. You can download us on the Anchor app, the Fresh Delivery Show. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, Music Store. I'm your host, Diesel, a.k.a. Shaolin Fantastic. We have two guests in the house. We have... Hi, my name is Mel. Thank you for having me. Hi, Mel. And I'm Daquan. Yeah, Daquan. What's up, Daquan? What's going on, man? How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. I'm doing, doing, doing great, man. How's your weekend? Weekend's going, going well so far. Yeah. So usually, I, even though I ask about like, weekends and stuff like that, like, I don't like to put timestamps on it, so when you're listening to a podcast or a show, so you can listen at any time. But obviously, the big talk right now has been you know, the month of February. Black Panther just came out. We talked about that briefly in our other podcast. Um, also, NBA All-Star Weekend. And also, March Madness is coming up. And so, one of the topics, one of the questions was, what's it like being a student-athlete? So, Daquan, you are a... Ex-student-athlete. I mean, would you play paintball? No, I play basketball. <laughs> yeah, tell us, man. Yeah, I, mean, I can't, like, um, I mean, I played, played basketball at Endicott College. I went there from the uh, fall of 2013 to... May of 2017, graduated with my bachelor's in uh, exercise science and uh, minor psychology. So what was it like being a student? Because, you know, like, when we see social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, we watch movies, you know, I have friends that play D1 ball and also play in the NBA, so I, I hear stories, but sometimes some stories don't get out because we're just like, no, I don't want to talk about it, like, if it's a good or bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when, like, when I hear it's kind of the fraternity little brothership, you know, brotherhood is what they call it. I mean, it kind of is for real because, I mean, you come in, you come in with a class, I mean, like, come in with, like, you know, five or six freshmen. Like, when I came in, my crew in class was 10 from when I was a freshman, and then it went, dropped down to six. So, I mean, that six, we're all, like, one family. We call each other brothers because, I mean, we were legit seeing, the other, seeing each other almost every day for four years. Like, I mean, like, we had off-season uh, workouts, like we had in-season workouts, I mean, we had practice, we all lived with each other for four years, so like, it was kind of like a fraternity brotherhood. So let me ask you this, while being a student-athlete, because realistically during the seasons of your sports, you're kind of like the face of the school, right? You're getting like, thousands of dollars and sometimes even over millions of dollars. Do you feel student-athletes should get paid? Uh, at a certain extent, I mean, yes and no, because I mean, like, especially like, if you're at, at like Division One, Division Two uh, level, like, you, can, you got scholarships, you know what I mean? Like, so basically the school is paying for you to go to school but like for like division three like i mean i had to pay my way but i mean i had a good financial aid packet but like still i mean i had options to play division one division two but i wanted to go to a place like where i could play right away and make an impact and i feel like i did that for four so years. in short layman's terms do you feel student athletes should get paid no i think all student athletes should get paid in scholarships at least i don't know if they should get paid just because you're an athlete, you should just yeah. get paid. So one of the things that uh, a lot of people question was, so for example, in the 90s, there's a, a group called the Fabulous Five. I don't know if you heard about them. They're from the University of Michigan. So they had, the reason why they called it Fab Five was that all five freshmen came on, started, and they took them all into the NCAA finals. Wow. Yeah, and they're freshmen, and he didn't get their sophomore year. So they were called the Fab Five. And they actually put Nike on a larger scale in college sports because they brought the hood level to college where they wore the baggy shorts. They started wearing the black Nike socks. And Nike was making a killing off these athletes. And Chris Weber and Jalen Rose, who are still active in the NBA, they're the commentary. 
and uh, they try to look at his contract to figure out, well, if they're making money off us, how come we're not getting paid, right? So what they did was they found a loophole saying that they just, they can wear the uniforms, they don't have to wear the other stuff to be like Nike, so they started wearing black t-shirts to cover up all the Nike stuff except for when they played the jersey. And Nike got mad and was trying, like, well, no, you guys are messing around our program, like, no. And our contract says we'll only just wear <laughs> uniforms. So that was, like, the big thing. So a lot of people want to know, you know, should student athletes, because, you know, a lot of people are talking about, like, Lonzo Ball's brother. You know how he got in trouble with UCLA, and his dad was like, well, he's going to be the face of UCLA, he should, you know, make money, and then he got arrested in China, you know, and he lost, you know, pretty much everything. I do agree with you, I do feel that student athletes, their payment is to get paid in school, because I feel like, you know, when I went to grad school and I interned, if I wanted to make money, they would just change my scholarship program, you know, like, I would pay little, but I'm still working, versus, you know... I mean, I mean, but you're getting a free education, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the school is paying, like, $60,000 for you to go to school. And, like, I mean, like, you, you're getting the free food. And, like, when you go to Division One locker rooms, like, you have the protein shakes. You have the protein bars. Like, you have the bananas. Like, you have everything. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you're basically getting a free education, which, I mean, I feel like they should get paid. Because, I mean, they do bring a lot of money to the school because, I mean, they're selling out, you know, arenas and whatnot. But, like, still, like, you're getting a free education. So, does, uh... Company that Nike Adidas, did they pay the students like say, hey, Daquan, you know, you drop 30 points tonight, and give you like 10 shoes or something like that? I mean, I don't know, man. Does it happen? You laughing? Not to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay the I didn't play Division One. I, I knew they did that in Juco, though, too. I mean, I didn't get that treatment. What? So, how, how do you, well, let me ask you this as a student athlete, like, when you go to class? Like, we were, like, a lot of people recognize who you were. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're of tight. Co- yeah, yeah, I mean, of course. Who's I mean, out there, ladies? He's, like, 6'7". Oh, my God. <laughs> really, he's, like, 6'4". Six, 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 he's really 6'4". Yeah, why are you lying on me, man? All right, he's, like, 6'5". <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for like, well, my school, like, I mean, I went to Upper Domley, like, my school had no diversity, it was, like, strictly, like, everyone was white in my school, so, like, still, yeah, like, so I still have a sore thumb, I mean, especially, like, me, like, it wasn't a lot of us on campus, like, when I see like, other, I mean, like, people of color, like, I could, like, I could honestly probably count the fingers, I yeah. count every finger for a person that was, like, minority on that campus. Have people ever, like, came up to you and asked for, like, autographs? And, yeah, I got autographs. How does that feel? I mean, it feels, honestly, it feels nice that, like, people, like, like, showing me support, like, I mean, how I play as a basketball player. Like, little kids coming up, like, taking pictures with kids. Like, I mean, I, I like doing that. What about, like, teachers? I mean, I never got, um, I never gave an autograph out to my uh, my professors, but they always congratulate me on a good game. Like, like what are you doing to, like, prepare yourself for games? Like, how like how long are you staying in the gym to play for? I mean, all that stuff. So, I mean, I mean, I also built a lot of relationships with my professors because a lot of them were basketball fans and, like, not gonna, not gonna lie. Like the basketball team did have a lot of hype on campus. Cause I mean, like we went to the Sweet 16 in Division Three. Like each, like, we won two conference championships, and then we went to the NCAA tournament three years in a row. So I mean, we got a lot of attention on campus. Miss Mel, do you play sports? No, I played in high school. I ran track and field. Ah. But. So when, let me ask you this: When you were in college. Like you said, I've heard stories. We read about these stories as student athletes or as like godlike in some schools. Did you ever, that ever cross your mind like, like, oh, that's that so-and-so guy? Like, as a woman, does that? Yeah, as a woman, um, like, you know the athletes. Like, they kind of stand out, like, 
tall as hell. Especially, especially the, the ball players. Yeah, They're just... Shrek, what you doing, Shrek? <laughs> and I went to um, University of Hartford, and yeah. we were D1 there, so okay. the guys were, like, super tall, so you just saw them, but I, didn't, I wasn't really interested in any of the athletes at my school. Yeah. Did you ever see any other parties and stuff like that? You would see them at parties, but a lot of the athletes would party with each other so that they wouldn't get so in trouble. <laughs> sort of. Like... You see each other if you're an athlete, like you see each other at the gym all the time. Like you guys have more things in common, so you just become friends with athletes. I, I don't know. I was I was kind of friends with everyone, even though I didn't play a sport. Gotcha, gotcha. So like, let me ask you this: uh, since you're the student athlete and from an outside point of view, um, how does uh, I don't want to say fame necessarily, but the publicity, the public figure. Who you are because of sports, because you can see them, or even just represent D1, D2, D3, athletes. How did you handle? Like, were you in a relationship? Like, because I feel like that's a lot of the story. Like, of a lot of you out there see the movie He Got Game, like Jesus Shuttlesworth. Like, <laughs> do you have that one particular blue bag trying to hold you back? Is she getting paid by Nike or something? Or, you know, did the women or men in 2018 throw themselves at you? You know, I mean. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, when I was a freshman, uh, I was in a relationship. My freshman, half of my sophomore year, and then did she go to the same school as you? Yes. Older or younger? She was older. I was a freshman. She was a senior. Was she like a sugar mama or like? I want to say she was a sugar mama, but like I mean, like she like I didn't have a car on campus, so like she let me use her car and stuff like that. So I mean, how did she handle like? publicity or she didn't care she really didn't care for her she was just there for me like she was just there to support me gotcha I mean and then like we when when I got out of that relationship like I did my thing from like my sophomore to like my to like New Year's of my senior year and then for the rest of the for the remainder of the season I was in a relationship do you feel that some student athletes that could have been to a professional level are held back in these relationships I mean, it, it all depends on who the person is. Like, I mean, like you got those athletes. They got those athletes that, okay, they wanna they wanna be able to bag as many chicks as possible. Then you got those those chill athletes that like like having someone there, like you know, like massage them out the bad games, like just talk to them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, a lot of I hear a lot of heartbreaks too. You know, when you play sports and. Even not even just sports, like when you're in entertainment in general and you do something successful, you know, it's time for you to leave and you have to end that relationship, which kind of sucks a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes people do things to each other, and you know, sometimes they have grudges, right? Like, how long do you feel like, let's say from like a friendship standpoint, you're friends with someone and they kind of do something slightly grimy behind your back, you have a little grudge, how long should you hold a grudge? Well, I'm notorious for holding grudges, so... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like, what, like, how, like, mean are you? I don't know. I've, like, I've stopped talking to people that I've grown up with for years. Wow. Because of holding a petty grudge, which is probably, I think as I got older and more mature, now I don't hold grudges for as long. It's kind of like we're either going to be friends or in a relationship or we're not. There's no really, there's no point of holding a grudge for so long because it just weighs you down. Do you ever, like... Are you on, like, social media? I am. Do you ever, like, put, like, subliminal hits against them and, like, Facebook statuses and stuff like that? You know, like, 
I used to do that when I was younger. <laughs> Who's she talking about? That's Sandy. <laughs> Ugly ass shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> 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 them socks. Damn you, Sandy. <laughs> I, I used to um, post like subliminal messages on Facebook and like when Facebook was like more lit. <laughs> I feel like I, I do. I feel like people still do that. You know, even older folks, they still do that. They try to act like they don't. They just don't know how to use like social media. So they write in like the memoirs or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Grudges? Like, how long? I mean, I try not to hold grudges, man. For me, like I, I don't like negativity. Man. I don't like, I don't like drama. Like you know what I mean. Like it's like someone did like some grimy. Okay, like we would talk about it, apologize, go our separate ways, or we can stay cool. Like, I mean, like I'm not gonna hold a grudge with someone for that. Long. That's just me. I think as I've gotten older, like I stopped with the subliminal messages though, because then you have people all in your business, and then you have people who come out of like the woodworks, and they're like, "Who's she talking about? Is she yeah, mad at me?" Yeah, and then yeah. it's just like unnecessary drama. Yeah, I don't like people in my business either. Yeah. I feel like with me personally, um, maybe it's just like a cultural background thing, but I do hold grudges, but I don't speak on it. So it's in the back of my head. I'm just like, I'll just give that person like, okay. I know, but why keep that aside though? Well, I don't let it bother me, but it's in the back of my head. I don't forget that. You know what I'm saying? You burn me. That's it. I remember that. It it depends on the situation. Yeah. No, that's true. But like, let's say for example, I'm just going to make something up. Let's say... I told someone to come pick me up from the airport, and they don't show up, right? And I don't see them. No call, no show. No, no call. To me, I'm like, I don't even want to cuss you out. If I cuss you out, I might end up like, trying to pitch you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're older, they shouldn't even go down to that, but I won't say, to me, they're cut off, you know? And because the way I look at it is, if someone cared, then that shows you where your place of priority is to a friendship or whatever, you know, so that, but if you don't care and you have a grudge, to me, it's like, don't talk to me, but if you talk to me, I'm going to let you know what happened, and I'm going to be like, you know, this is why I don't talk to you anymore, because you're fake, you know what I'm saying, on top of you don't even have the balls to, like, you know, I'm going to scratch it out, but you don't have the balls to, like, come to me and apologize, yeah. you know, like, you're being real fugazi. Like something shady, like, you're really yeah. being shady. I think, um, it depends on the grudge, though, because if someone, like, Cheated on you. Ooh, that grudge, tell me about that. That grudge is going to last for a very long time. Have you, uh, has someone ever cheated on you? Um, no one's ever cheated on me with like, by like sleeping with someone else, but emotional they've kissed, cheating. they've kissed another person before. What and I've held. What about emotional cheating? Like texting another girl. That's not emotional cheating now these days. Dang, am I that old? <laughs> I thought emotional cheating was like, you know, I love you, babe, but I'm falling in love with someone else. Yeah, that's a good I don't think I don't think anyone's ever done that to me. I hope not. Yeah. How about you, Dick Uh I've been cheated on, but I never cheated on nobody before. How did you hold that grudge? Like did you oh, still talk to that person? Nah. No, like, what's the point? I mean like <laughs> like you like you cheat on me for a reason, like you know what I mean? Like so like why do I have to have that negativity in my life? Like okay, like for me, like if you cheat on me once, that's it. Yeah. Cause like for me, like I like respect. I like respecting boundaries. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't like 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 when you're in a relationship. Like I mean, like I feel like like you shouldn't be flirting with like you know with other people. Shouldn't be sleeping with other people. Yeah. All that. Let me ask you this. So we live in an age of like social media. We got Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Anchor now, right? So we have all this stuff. You have cheated. Mm-hmm. You got texting. What about likes and hearts? 
know what I'm saying? So let's say it's a male. You're at home. No, you're not at home. You're out with the girls. You're on your Facebook or whatever you're using. You're going through it. And you see your boosie <coughs> hit heart on this girl. Just yeah. like, you know, chest all out, booty a little out, a little cute thing at the beach. And she's got 300 likes. <laughs> and your boyfriend's one of them with a heart. How do you, what do you do? I don't really mind the, like, liking other pictures. It's the, like, if you were to comment on that picture. Mm. Like, putting heart eyes or, like, writing something. Ooh. Sliding in DMs. Like, Ooh. it's a no-go for me. So liking hearts are okay. Depends when, on the picture, too. But when you actually... Wait, you said who's on... Let's say, uh... Let's say Paula. Paula Patton's by herself on the picture. No? No. Okay. You can like the picture, but there's some pictures that like if you're liking pictures of your ex-girlfriend or like if you're commenting on like pictures of like I don't know like a a seductive like yeah. woman doing because now Instagram shows you like who liked the picture and it says like their um their at name. But do you think a boyfriend or significant would be that stupid to like? Yes. Yes. You don't think, but at least. We're very honest because we're not good liars. Guys, don't men are lie horrible people. liars. Oh horrible liars. Fellas out there, please be transparent. It's better just to be upfront and tell exactly what you want to this So wait, let me ask you this. Let's say the group, of, like the group of your girlfriends, your best looking girlfriend. Are you, can you picture her right now? Yeah. What's her name? I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll call her. Right, Dana. Dana. Diana. Diana. Okay. <laughs> a random so Diana. name. Diana is at the beach. She's in Puerto Rico. Right? <laughs> and your Brucey hits heart. That's a key pick. I mean, if she's my friend, then okay. I'm assuming we're all friends. But that's okay for you? It's cool? If it's my friend, yeah. But no eyes, no high eyes with the heart. It's just, it's the comments, the comments that kill me. Okay. Like, you're really out here, like, commenting. I like it super quick. You just double tap. But a comment, you have to type up, like, this whole, like, so feel. Yeah, you put so much effort into liking and commenting on her picture. Like, what about you, Daquan? How are you with that? Uh, I mean, like of a picture, like, man, that's nothing for me. But, like, like you said, like, you comment in. Like, I mean, like, if you comment in on, like, someone's picture, then, like, yeah. But, like, if you're liking someone's picture, like, man, I don't care. Like, doesn't matter to me for real. Yeah. I do feel, I mean, I, everyone's experiences are different. I feel as a man, even as a woman, not not me as a woman, but women in general, we all have our own little small skeletons. We have our own small skeletons on social media. And people are so, they're not going to admit that. It's real talk. You know, there's some people that you keep around because they look kind of good. And there's some people that, hey, that when the opportunity comes, you know, opens up, like says, I the end, right? <laughs> so... I feel in a relationship at the beginning, instead of holding grudges and stuff like that, you should try to make sure that everything's clean. So no one can hold a grudge against you. Because I feel like grudges are held. When you think about the grudges that most people have these days in relationships, it's all small, petty stuff. Yeah. And then that can lead to others, like, you know, like trust issues. Because you're building, you're accumulating. It's like and it's toxic. Yeah, it's cancer. I, I, I think... Oh. Go ahead. I know, I was saying, I think with social media, so many people are, like, super insecure and social media just makes people more insecure because all the Photoshop and, like, all of that stuff. So, like, if you see your boyfriend commenting on a girl who looks super attractive, then it kind of makes you feel like, oh, if I don't look like that, is that what he's more, like, attracted yeah. to? Or Why do you feel it makes people more 
insecure. Social media? Yeah, because you're hiding it. You can do whatever you want on social media. Exactly, that's why. The ratio of negative likes could be the same or more positive likes. It just depends on who your your audience is. I know people who delete pictures if they don't get like 100 likes (laughs) on social media. Like women, they'll delete it like... Like friends of yours. I didn't get 100 likes in one app. Yeah. Yeah, So you know what we need to do right now? (laughs) When we're done with this episode of this show... You send this to your homegirls. Ladies, stop being so shallow. Stop worrying <laughs> about yourself. We think you're amazing about who you are and what you do. Stop worrying about those freaking 100 likes and worrying about the ways that you care about you. It's real talk, though. That's true. Ooh, this is a good song right here, though. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So, you know, we had this, you're our technical first, you know, lady guest. So Ooh, I feel special. Man. Yeah, you are special. So... <laughs> Here's a question because a lot of times we when we do like relationship episodes, it's kind of like the fellas edition. We're trying to give advice to the fellas. Like, so we want from a woman's point of view. In my opinion, and this is probably the best advice I ever got. The longer you date, the deeper you are into a relationship. You should date more, especially a man should take his woman out more. You know what I'm saying? Because of course, it's like, I definitely you're agree. You're putting with the that. time in. But it's the effort that you know what we have a lot of time and we're busy. But you're still making effort to do something small and nice, right? So I call that the courting process. You should never court. You know, when you get married, you should court even more because now you got kids. But also, you, you want your kids to see that, and see mommy and daddy happy, right? So the question is, when should a man, when you first meet a guy, or when you first meet a lady, how far in courting should you go until you stop? Because a lot of times. It's I the perception, you know. Of course, I hear stories of women say, "Hey, never stop courting," but then you make a homeboy look like he's head over heels, and all of a sudden, buddy. <laughs> no, you can go yeah, first on like that. The worst friend zone. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. You can go first with that. Like, what, what do you think? Like, how far? Let me turn this music down just a little bit. So, what do you think? Like, how far should a man go into like courting? I feel like when you first meet a girl or a woman. You should be very chivalrous. I can't even use the word. Say the word. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Because you're just starting to meet her, and she wants to know that you're a nice guy. So like, you maybe you'll open the car door for her, or like, open the the door. But she's not standard as a man. Yeah, but not all men do that. So it's a cultural thing. But then sometimes in the beginning you don't know if it's like an act or not because like some guys like even if they'll it's pretend. Act, at least he's trying. Yeah, and then you know, and then you know it's an act because after a while, like what if the acting becomes reality, like James Dean and Martin Grant, you know how they get caught up in the acting and they become that role. <laughs> like, what if they become that gentleman that you want? Isn't that like a bonus thing? I guess so. I don't know. Maybe Daquan can, can speak about Maybe this. Maybe Daquan. Like, how far do you go in courting? You, like, you gotta, you gotta put in so much effort, man. Like, cause like, for, like for me, like. Like when I'm in a relationship, like I want to make sure that like, my girl's happy. Well, let's say let's take two months before you say, "Hey, you and I are together." Yeah. Yeah. Before that. Okay. Before that. I don't know. I, we're not gonna go deep into like physical intimacy, but like, I'm assuming that it possibly could have happened. Let's just say it didn't happen. Yeah, like the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you guys haven't like slept over each other's house. Like you didn't like mess around with us. Like, yeah. You didn't have that. I mean, also it also depends on the woman if she's comfortable with you. Yeah, I mean, for like that, like if you're trying to grow, on, are you trying to grow in a relationship? Like you have to. That, t- that takes time. It takes effort. You know what I mean? So like, it all depends on how comfortable the, the female gets with you. You know what I mean? But like when it like when it comes to effort, I feel like a, all guys should always put in the effort because for me, like 
you should you should go above and beyond for your woman because like she's she's your she's your support system like if something's going well no she's not your girl yet but still you I mean met her. I mean but like I mean it still it also depends on the, on the age you know too like or like okay like when like you're in high school or like when you're in college and then like when you get out into like the real world you know what I mean I feel like like when you're like when you're in the real world I feel like relationships can like can come quicker you know what I mean but like I feel like like you know like, like when you're in college like when you're in high school you have to, like you're talking for the person like getting to know them you know what I mean so when should you when should you tell her that you kind of like her oh I mean if you're feeling it man I'll, I'll Cause tell I tell like you straight up you can do all these children's things. I mean, I've been putting the friends on so many times. And I mean, I got, I've been putting have, the friends on too. I used to hold grudges. <laughs> I'm like, man, this freaking chick, man, we did this, we did that, and took her out, spent all this I, money. I to her oh, cry. I did. She cried on my shoulder, but then she ended up sleeping with Billy or something. Like, yeah. Dang, like, and then told you that you were her best friend. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, come on, man. You're a crappy bro. Like, <laughs> if she treats me like that, I'm like, you're a crappy bro. Like, you let me on. Yeah. We could have been going Dutch, you know, three hundred dollar dinners. Like I mean, like for for exactly. like going going on like going on that. I mean, I feel like man, if you like if you're feeling it, like if your emotions tell you that like you like her, then you should tell her. You should be upfront. Like for me, I'm a very bold upfront person. Like I say what's on my mind. But when do you do it? Day three. I feel like after day two, it's. I feel like, a wrap. like I mean, I already know how she is. Yeah, because I mean, like you. After like, day you, two. Day two, yeah. I'll explain that after. You. I feel like I mean, it also depends like it depends on your situation day two or day three because I feel like I mean like in those stages like you guys are talking every day like you know what I mean like yeah. you're t- like you're talking like you're texting like you're like you're calling each other at night like you know what I mean like and that's why I feel like that's how I can f- like feelings can can jump can like yeah. jump quick you know what I mean because like I mean like you're talking to that person every day you like talking to her like you like like you like talking about like random things and like she likes making you laugh and like I like making her laugh you know what I mean so not to like say this is my routine when I date, but I can just say it's it's accessory that I've seen. You know, like before I even take a woman out, I, t- I like to talk to him. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, we just text for a bit. No, I want to talk to him on the phone. Yeah, like, you a little bit. Um, and because we live in this stage of technology, I like to video chat, FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah, I mean, on dating apps, when you get older, you're like, dang, I just got catfished. Like Samantha was really steep. Like that's not cool. Like, <laughs> so I do feel like. FaceTiming kind of helps out too. And you see the sincere. I do feel like when you have that, you're more deep to see each other because you know it's for real. You know, like the, I, I guess you could say the virtual, physical side in place of meeting for the first time, you know? Um, and then usually then it goes right to day one. I always feel like you got to talk four hours before the date because that's when you know she's not going to cancel on you. <laughs> so let me hit you up like, hey, I'm so excited to see you. And, you know, just want to make sure everything goes you know like let her know that you, you're putting some effort into that you know what I'm saying it's okay to be nervous you know just be you and that's what, and like that's what and that's what that whole like what, what Mel was talking about earlier that whole like isn't an act like like how is it an act like if a guy's listen it's like, in my opinion as a man I don't care what you think I'm gonna give it to you like so I'm gonna give it to you straight yeah, I'm gonna do whatever I want to do to make you smile the best of my ability of course to what you say so you know after day one we still talking I won't even call it day two because I'll just go out and be like, hey, I'm going to bring you some lunch if, you know, while you're at work or something like that. So, like, you still have those interactions. Let's go get some coffee. To me, that's not a date. Date number two is when you actually do something a little bit more intimate, whether it be fun or dinner or something like that. And I feel like at that point, in my head as a man, if I have the green light, I know I'm like, okay, she's not. I mean, obviously years of being put in the friend zone, I figured it out now, you know, so I can just go ahead and look. I really like you. And, like, I want to, like, see you more often. 
Yeah, but you can also say like I feel like a lot of females are scared. But look, if she says, "Look, let's take it slow," then I just told oh you yeah, that that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's I'll what tell it her, is. Look, I like you too, and you know I'm just as scared as you are. So then let's just take it slow together. I'm not going anywhere. And you just say that. Just be real. Oh yeah. yeah, just be yeah. straight up. That's one of the main things, though. Like, you don't want a guy to like be too aggressive and like try to jump into a relationship with you super quick. But you also just don't want to like steer them away, like push them away because you don't want to be in a relationship. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to find that balance. Yeah, I agree. You have to find a balance between like moving slow and like a relationship because you can really ruin the whole momentum of how you guys have been like talking and like going out just by like telling him like, hey, I want to take things slow. Then he's like, oh, she, she doesn't even like me anymore. Like, I don't know. It's kind of hard. It sucks for men these days. <laughs> women <laughs> never know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, women would never know unless a man is confident and making his friends know. But also being from the friend zone, it's probably like, it's just as bad as getting kicked and going on the ground. <laughs> the reason why I put people in the friend zone <laughs> is because, oh, shit. because you go out with someone and you have fun with them and you're like, oh, I really like this person. Like, I don't want you to leave my life, but, like, I'm not, like, attracted to you in that way to make you my boyfriend. That sucks, see? What and, like, you if you're not sexually attracted to someone, it's so, just, you can never be in a relationship with them. How do you break that to them? You just gotta be up front. Friend zone. Hey, I, I want you, you to be my friend. You don't go out with them. You don't leave them on. I mean... But I've heard some stories. I've seen some Shrek-looking dudes with some, like, A-plus diamond. beautiful women. They were friends first. And... <laughs> I've heard some messed up stories that, you know, some of my homegirls, you know, they're listening to it, you know who you are. They listen to it, but she's just like, because he was so great. I'm like, no, it's because everyone was so bad to you, you got stuck with him. That's cool, I'm happy, y'all good now, y'all got three kids or whatever, but it's like, come on, like, we knew the truth, like, he was getting played and he was like the next best thing, like, as a male, we don't want to know that too, you know? You settled for less? I don't know because sometimes these Shrek looking dudes still treat their girls who are like dime pieces like crazy. Like, like I mean, in a bad way or like in a crazy good way? bad. Like oh, okay. I know someone who like he's not all that and the girl he was with was like top like so bad, has everything going for herself, she's independent, and he still did a lot of crazy things. Like cheating, doing I I know, but like with that I feel like if that's happening to you, like, why get out of that relationship? Like, why, like, why stay in there? Like, why, why, why put yourself through that? Well, sometimes like, you don't know how to get out. Yeah. You know, um, you're so sucked in, and I think it's comfortable. Like, yeah, you're I just mean, comfortable or, with okay. that person. That's what it is. Yeah. Really, uh, you know, I do feel relationships should be progressive versus perfect. Exactly. You want, you want to see the progression. Sometimes slow and steady is good. Sometimes some slow and steady. Makes it work because I hear women like, well, he needs to hurry up and do this. But like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. You need to throw my man a green light or something, you know? Or like, for me, like I want like who, like the female I'm talking to, I, I, I want I, like I want you to know like what do you think about me? Like like be up front with me. Like okay, ask for that. Yeah. I'm, like like for me, like, I'm a very bold and upfront person. Like I'm gonna say what's on my mind. But sometimes being bold and being honest sometimes gets you in trouble. I know, but it also depends. Is that true? But Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if you are like on date three and he's like, hey, I love you. It's Babe, like, you're not fat. I swear. <laughs> you look as thin as that stick over there. Olive oil. 
I, th- I mean, I think so. So if you have a grudge, how, how long should you hold that grudge for? In a relationship? Yeah, like there's some, something small like you talk to your ex or your ex says something in comment on Facebook or something like that. Like these are real life questions that the, some of the listeners do actually go through. Okay, like if that happens, it also, it also... When you're still together, how long should you hold that grudge? What like with the way like you like if you're with someone like and your ex is like yeah your ex she hit up her ex to say what's up and you guys kind of got into it and she's like I ain't gonna do it no more well I mean how long do you hold on to that I mean it honestly depends on the person like for me like personally like if like if if my girl is like texting or like you know calling her ex like behind my back I'm just like okay like like why like okay like clearly you miss him like if you miss him like why be with him. I mean, you go go be with him. That's how that's that's how I so feel. You ultimatum, huh? You give ultimatum? No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give ultimatum. I'm just gonna tell you what's on my mind. And like if like if you like if you were, like you have to respect it because it's coming out of my mouth. Like you know what I mean? I feel like um I don't know. You know. How long should we hold a grudge in a relationship? I think. It should be as long as the issue gets resolved, you should get over the grudge. Like, if you haven't resolved the issue, then you're going to still hold on to the grudge. But if you've talked about it and then you've moved on from it, you're kind of, like, destroying your relationship by continuing to hold on to this petty grudge. I agree. I feel like once you apologize and you're sincere about making moves, that actions do speak louder than words. Why do you feel the person that's holding the grudge need to let go. Because I feel like there's some, you know, I've had past situations in relationships where um, the grudge is still held against me, even though we need way past that. I was apologetic and, you know, she's still bringing it up every day. Oh, yeah. Bro, you need to let that go, too. I can definitely agree with you with that, yeah. Teddy bear. It's too hard to let go of, like, if it's a real situation, like, yeah, I mean, but I feel like if you're going to hold on to that grudge, then maybe you should just shouldn't be in it. Because if you're in a relationship, it's about compromising and really learning how to understand, all right, we made a mistake, that's how we move forward and not do it again. You know, if you're going to hold on that grudge, you're going to be pulling back on the relationship too. Yep. So yep. it goes both ways. And when it comes down to it, you just got to figure out how worthy is this relationship. Like, okay, if that person said sorry and apologetic and they're actually making effort, you got to let go too. Like, don't even like make a smart remark or say like a pun intended or something just don't even bring it up like you know I mean even though you were saying like being awesome like hey babe do you think I'm still like holding a grudge against you like no like, <laughs> come on man you know so, yeah I think if you're ready to if you want to grow with that person and be in a relationship with them then you don't need to hold on to the grudge but if you don't want to be with them, I'll hold on to that grudge for five years, 20 years. Mm, wow. We will never speak again. Spoken like... Petty queen. Yeah. <laughs> Holding on that to the next three generations, your grandchildren will feel that pain. Yep. Ouch. All right, so we're coming to the end of our show. So every time on our show, on the Fresh Delivery Show, we like to have our guests do like a 40-second club. This gives you the opportunity for the microphone. You can say whatever you like. You can say something positive. You can promote yourself. You can talk about your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchats, Anchor, Semen, all that good stuff. So who would like to go first? You ready, Jake? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I mean, what I like to say is that, like, men, like, when you find someone, like, Show them off, man. Like, respect them. Like, take them out. Like, sh- like give them a reason, like, why you with them. 
because like like you said like ev- like every female and every male wants to have someone you know what I mean so like don't ever take no one for granted that's awesome advice Daquan appreciate that for your 40 second plug Mel how about your 40 second plug thank you for having me this was fun um for all the lady viewers out there I just want to let you know um don't ever settle for less than what you deserve otherwise it'll hinder your own growth so that's all Everybody, thank you for checking out the Fresh Delivery Show. You can check out our other episodes on the Anchor app. You can also find us on iTunes and the Google Play Music Store. Go tell your mom. Go tell your dad, your mailman, your dog, anyone. Check us out now. Go!
Welcome to the Fresh Delivery Show, a show about everything you need to know about pop culture, current events, travel, music, and entertainment, and features candid conversations with co-hosts and audience. This is your first time catching us. You can download us on the Anchor app, The Fresh Delivery Show. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, Music Store. I'm your host, Diesel, a.k.a. Shaolin Fantastic. We have two guests in the house. We have... Hi, my name is Mel. Thank you for having me. Hi, Mel. And I'm Daquan. You have Daquan. What's up, Daquan? What's going on, man? How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. How's everyone's... Doing, uh, Doing great, man. How's your weekend? Weekend's going going well so far. Yeah. So usually, I, even though I'll ask about like weekends and stuff like that, and I don't like to put tam- timestamps on it. So when you're listening to a podcast or a show, it's you can listen at any time. But obviously, the big talk right now it's been you know the month of February. Black Panther just came out. We talked about that briefly in our other podcasts. Um, also, NBA All Star Weekend, and also March Madness is coming up. And so one of the topics, one of the question was. What's it like being a student athlete? So, Daquan, you are a ex student athlete. I mean, would you I, play ping pong? No, I played basketball. <laughs> you gotta tell us, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't like throw um, questions yeah, all the time. I played, played basketball at Endicott College. I went there from the uh, fall of 2013 to uh, May of 2017. Graduated with my bachelor's in uh, exercise science and uh, minor in psychology. So, what was it like being a student athlete? Because, you know, like when we see social media twitter facebook youtube we watch movies you know i have friends that play d1 ball and also play in the nba so i, I hear stories but sometimes some stories don't get out because people are just like no i don't want to talk about it like if it's a good or a bad thing mm-hmm. you know like when i hear it, it's kind of like a fraternity like a little brothership you know brotherhood is what they call it i mean it kind of is for real because i mean you come in you come in with a class i mean like coming with like you know five or six freshmen like when i came in my crew in class was 10 from when I was a freshman and then it went dropped down to six. So, I mean, that six, we're all like one family. We call each other brothers because, I mean, we were legit seeing, the other, seeing each other almost every day for four years. Like, I mean, like we had off-season uh, workouts, like we had in-season workouts, I mean, we had practice. We all lived with each other for four years. So, like, it was kind of like a fraternity brotherhood. So, let me ask you this while being a student athlete, because realistically, during the seasons of your sports, you're kind of like the face of the school, right? You're bringing in thousands of dollars and sometimes even over millions of dollars. Do you feel student athletes should get paid? Uh, at a certain extent, I mean, yes and no because I mean, like, especially like if you're at like Division One, Division Two level, like, you can, I mean, you got scholarships, you know what I mean? Like, so basically, the school is paying for you to go to school. But like for like Division Three, like, I mean, I had to pay my way. But I mean, I had a good financial aid packet. But like, still, I mean, I had options to play Division One, Division Two. But I wanted to go to a place like where I could play right away and make an impact and I feel like I did that for four so years. in short layman's term do you feel student athletes should get paid no no I think all student athletes should get paid in scholarships at least I don't know if they should get paid like just because you're an athlete you should just yeah. get paid so one of the things that uh, a lot of people question was so for example in the 90s there's a a group called the Fabulous Five. I don't know if you heard about them. They're from the University of Michigan. So they had, the reason why they're called the Fab Five was that all five freshmen came on, started, and they took them all the way to the NCAA Finals. Wow. Yeah, and they're freshmen, and they did it again their sophomore year. So they were called the Fab Five, and they actually put Nike on a larger scale in college sports because they brought the hood level to college where they wore the baggy shorts, they started wearing the black Nike socks, and Nike was making a killing off these athletes. And Chris Weber and Jalen Rose, who are still active in the NBA, they do commentary. And uh, 
they try to look at their contract to figure out, well, if they're making money off us, how come we're not getting paid, right? So what they did was they found a loophole saying that they just they can wear the uniforms, they don't have to wear the other stuff given to them by Nike. So they started wearing black t-shirts to cover up all the Nike stuff except for when they played in the jerseys. And Nike got mad and was trying like, well, no, you guys are messing on our program. Like, no. In our contract, it says we're only supposed to wear <laughs> uniforms. So that was like the big Clever. thing. So a lot of people want to know, you know, should student athletes, because, you know, a lot of people are talking about like Lonzo Ball's brother, you know, how he got in trouble with UCLA and his dad was like, well, he's going to be the face of UCLA. He should, you know, make money. And then he got arrested in China, you know, and he lost, you know, pretty much everything. I do agree with you. I do feel that student athletes, their payment is to get paid in school. Because I feel like, you know, when I went to grad school and I interned, if I wanted to make money, they would just change my scholarship program. You know, like I would pay little, but I'm still working. Versus, you know, having it all painful. I mean, but you're getting a free education, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the school is paying, like, $60,000 for you to go to school. And, like, I mean, like, you, you're getting a free food. And, like, when you go to Division One locker room, like, you have the protein shakes. You have the protein bars. Like, you have the bananas. Like, you have everything. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you're basically getting a free education, which, I mean, I feel like they should get paid. Because, I mean, they do bring a lot of money to the school because, I mean, they selling out, you know, arenas and whatnot. But, like, still, like, you're getting a free education. So, does, uh... Like companies like Nike, Adidas, and Arm, do they pay the students? Like, say, hey, Daquan, you know, you drop 30 points tonight, I'll give you like 10 shoes or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Man. Has it happened? You laughing? Not to me. You sure? I didn't pay the. Divi- I didn't play Division One. I hear they do that in JUCO though too. I mean, I didn't get that treatment. What? So how, how do you? Well, let me ask you this: as a student athlete, like when you go to class. Like we did, like a lot of people recognize who you were. I mean, obviously yeah, your height, course, yeah. you know. I mean, of course. For the I mean, listeners I, out there, ladies, he's like six seven. Oh my! But really, he's like six four. He says six seven. He's really six four. Man, why are you lying to me? Man? <laughs> All right, he's like six five and a half. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, for like, well, my school. Like, I mean, I went to Upper Donley. Like, my school had no diversity. It was like strictly like. Everyone was white on my school. So you like, stood yeah. out like a sore so thumb. So I stood out like a sore thumb. I mean, especially like me, like, it wasn't a lot of us on campus. Like when I see like, other, I mean, like people of color. Like so, I could, like I could honestly probably count the fingers. Like, yeah. Every finger for a person I was like minority on that campus. Have people ever like came up to you and asked for like autographs? And yeah, I got autographs. How does that feel? I mean, it feels honestly, it feels nice that like people like like showing me support. Like I mean, how I play as a basketball player. Like little kids coming up, like, taking pictures with kids. Like I mean, I, cool. I like doing that. What about like teachers, professors? I mean, I never got, um, I never gave an autograph out to my uh, my professors, but they always congratulate me on a good game. Like, like what are you doing to like prepare yourself for games? Like how like how long are you staying in the gym to play for? I mean, all that stuff. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I also built a lot of relationships with my professors because a lot of them were basketball fans and like. Not gonna, not gonna lie. Like, the basketball team did have a lot of hype on campus because yeah. I mean, like, we went to the Sweet 16 in Division Three. Like each, like we won two conference championships, and we went to the NCAA tournament three years in a row. So nice. I mean, we got a lot of attention on campus. Miss Mel, you play sports? No, I played in high school. Like, you I play? ran track and field. Ah. So when let me ask you this: when you were in college, you know. Like you said, I've heard stories. We read about these stories that student athletes are almost treated as like godlike mm-hmm. in some schools. Did you ever that ever cross your mind like like oh that's that so and so guy? Like as a woman, does that? Yeah, as a woman, um, like you know the athletes, like they kind of stand out. Like 
tall as hell, especially, man. Especially the, the ball players. Good God. Just... Shrek, what you doing, Shrek? <laughs> and I went to um, University of Hartford, and yeah. we were D1 there, so mm, okay. the guys were, like, super tall, so you just saw them, but I didn't. I wasn't really interested in any of the athletes at my school. Yeah. Did you ever see any at, like, parties and stuff like that? You would see them at parties, but a lot of the athletes would party with each other so that they wouldn't get so in trouble. So it is like a fraternity. <laughs> sort of. Like, you see each other. If you're an athlete, like, you see each other at the gym all the time. Like, you guys have more things in common, so you just become friends with athletes. I, the I don't know. I was, I was kind of friends with everyone, code. even though I didn't play a sport. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, like, let me ask you this, then. Since you're the student athlete and you're coming from an outside point of view, um, how does... Uh, I don't want to say fame necessarily, but the publicity, the public figure of who you are because of a sport, especially in season, or even just to represent D1, D2, D3, Juco athletes, you know, you're speaking on behalf of, how did you handle, like, were you in a relationship? Like, because I feel like that's a lot of the story, like, of a lot of you out there seeing the movie He Got Game, like Jesus Shuttlesworth, like, <laughs> do you have that one particular booth egg trying to hold you back? Is she getting paid by Nike or something? Or, you know, did a women or men, 2018, throw themselves at you, you know? I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean enlighten us. I mean, when I was a freshman, uh, I was in a relationship. My freshman, half of my sophomore year, and then... Did she go to the same school as you? Yes. Older or younger? She was older. I was a freshman, she was a senior. Was she like a sugar mama, or like... I wouldn't say she was a sugar mama, but like I mean, like she like I didn't have a car on campus, so like she let me use her car and stuff like that. So how did she handle like your publicity, or she didn't care? She really didn't care just... for her. She was just there for me. Like she was just there to support me. That's it. Gotcha. I mean, and then like we when like when I got out of that relationship, like I did my thing from like my sophomore to like my to like New Year's of my senior year, and then for the rest of the, for, for the remainder of the season, I was in a relationship. Do you feel that some student athletes that could have made to a professional level are held back because of relationships? I mean, it, it all depends on who the person is. Like, I mean, like you got those athletes. They got those athletes that okay, they wanna they wanna be able to bag as many chicks as possible. Then you got those those chill athletes that like like having someone there, like you know, like massaging out the bad games, like just talk to them and stuff like that. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know. A lot of I hear a lot of heartbreaks too, you know, when you play sports and even not even just sports, like when you're in entertainment in general and you do something successful and you, it's time for you to leave and you kind of have to end that relationship, which kind of sucks a little bit, right? And sometimes people do things to each other, you know, sometimes they have grudges, right? Like how long do you feel like, let's say from like a friendship standpoint, you're friends with someone and they kind of did something slightly grimy behind your back you have a little grudge how long should you hold a grudge well i'm notorious for holding grudges so. uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> like what like how like mean are you i don't know i've like i've stopped talking to people that i've grown up with for years wow because of holding a petty grudge which is probably i think as i got older and more mature now i don't hold grudges for as long it's kind of like we're either going to be friends or in a relationship or we're not there's no really, there's re no point of holding a grudge for so long because it's like, just weighs you down. Do you ever like, do you, are you on like social media? I am. Do you ever like put like subliminal hits against them and like Facebook statuses and stuff like that? You know, like. 
I used to do that when I was ugly. Like, Who's she talking about? That's Sandy. Her ugly ass shoes. <laughs> Looking like, <laughs> look like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> With them socks. Damn you, Sandy. <laughs> but yeah. I, I used to um, post like subliminal messages on Facebook and like when Facebook was yeah. like more lit. I feel like I, I do agree. I feel like people still do that. You know, even older folks, they still do that. They try to act like they don't. They just don't know how to use like the social media. So they write in like the memoirs or something like that. <laughs> What about you? Know. What do you think about grudges? Like, how long do you I mean, feel like? I try not to hold grudges, man, because like for me, like I, I don't like negativity. You know? I don't like, I don't like drama. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like someone did like someone grab me. Okay, like we would talk about it, apologize, go our separate ways, or we can stay cool. Like, I mean, like I'm not gonna hold a grudge for someone for that long. That's just me. I think as I've gotten older, like I stopped with the subliminal messages though, because then you have people all in your business, and then you have people who come out of like the woodworks, and they're like, "Who's she talking about? She's mad yeah, at me," yeah, and then yeah. it's just like unnecessary drama. Yeah, I don't yeah. like people in my business either. Yeah, I feel like with me personally, um, maybe it's just like a cultural background thing, but I do hold grudges, but I don't speak on it. So it's in the back of my head. I'm just like, I'll just give that person I'm like, okay. I, I know, but why keep that aside though? Well, I don't let it bother me, but it's in the back of my head. I don't forget that. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. burn me. That's it. I remember that. Mm. It, mm. De- it depends on mm. the situation. Yeah. No, that's true. But like, let's say for example, I'm just going to make something up. Let's say I told someone to come pick me up from the airport and they don't show up, Right. And I don't see them. No call, no show. No, no call. To me, I'm like, I don't even want to cuss you out because if I cuss you out, I might end up like trying to fight you. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> we're older; they shouldn't even go out of that. But I won't say. To me, they're cut off. You know, and because the way I, I look at it is, if someone cared, then that shows you where your place of priority and who you are to them. You know what I'm saying? Like the effort that you put into a friendship or whatever. You know. So that, but if you don't care and you have a grudge, to me, it's like. Don't talk to me. But if you talk to me, I'm gonna let you know what happened. And I'm gonna be like, you know, this is why I don't talk to you anymore because you fake. You know what I'm saying? And on top of you don't even have the balls to like, you know, I'm gonna scratch that out. But you don't have the balls to like come to me and apologize. You yeah. know, like you're being real food gazy about like it. Something shady. Like you really yeah. being shady. I think um, it depends on the grudge though, because mm. if someone like cheated on you, ooh, that grudge, tell me about that. That grudge is going to last for a very long time. Have you uh, has someone ever cheated on you? Um, no one's ever cheated on me with like by like sleeping with someone else, but emotional they've kissed cheating? they've kissed another person before. What about what about emotional cheating? Like texting another girl? That's not emotional cheating now these days. Dang, am I that old? <laughs> I thought emotional cheating was like, you know, I love you, babe, but I'm falling in love with someone else. Ooh. Yeah, that's like a kick to the pool. I don't think I don't think anyone's ever done that to me. I hope not. Yeah. How about you, Daquan? Uh, I've been cheated on, but I never cheated on nobody before. How did you hold that grudge? Like, do you oh, still talk to that person? Nah, no. Like, what's the point? I mean, like, <laughs> like you, like you cheat on me for a reason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, why do I have to have that negativity in my life? Like, okay, like for me, like if you cheat on me once, that's it. Yeah. Cause like for me, like I like respect. I like respecting boundaries. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't like 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 when you're in a relationship. Like I mean, like I feel like like you shouldn't be flirting with girls. Like you know, with other people shouldn't be sleeping with other people. Yeah. All that. Let me ask you this. So we live in an age of like social media. We got Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Anchor now, right? So we have all this stuff. You have cheating, right? Mm-hmm. You got texting. What about likes and hearts? 
You know well, what I'm saying? So let's say, so Mel, you're at home. No, you're not at home. You're out with the girls. You're on your Facebook or whatever you're using. You're going through it. And you see your booty <coughs> hit heart on this girl. Just eh, like, you know, chest all out, booty a little out, a little cute thing at the beach. And she's got 300 likes. <laughs> and your boyfriend's one of them is a heart. How do you, what do you do? I don't really mind the like liking other pictures. It's the like, but. if you were to comment on that picture, mm. like putting heart eyes or like writing something, Ooh. sliding in DMs, like Ooh. it's a no go for me. So liking hearts are okay. But Depends on you, the picture too. But when you actually, wait, you said who's on, let's say, uh, let's say Paula, Paula Patton's by herself on the picture. No? No. It's okay. You can like the picture, but Just don't. there's some pictures that like, if you're liking pictures of your ex-girlfriend or like, mm. if you're commenting on like pictures of like, I don't know, like a, a seductive like yeah. woman doing because now Instagram shows you like who liked the picture and it says like their um their at name. But do you think a boyfriend or significant other would be that stupid to like? Yes. Hey guys, we are pretty dumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are. We don't think, but at least we're very honest because we're not good liars. Guys, don't Men are lie. Horrible liars. Don't lie, guys. Be horrible so, liars. Fellas out there, please be transparent. It's better just to be upfront and tell exactly what you want because honesty does pay. So wait, let me ask you this. Let's say the group, like a group of your girlfriends, your best looking girlfriend, right? Can you picture her right now? Yeah. What's her name? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll call her Dana. All right. Dana. So Dana. Diana. Diana. Okay. <laughs> so Diana. Name. Diana is at the beach. She's in Puerto Rico, right? <laughs> and your brewski hits heart on her bikini pic. I mean, if she's my friend, then okay. I'm assuming we're all friends. But that's okay for you? It's cool? If it's my friend, yeah. But no eyes. No high eyes with the heart. It's just, it's the comments, the comments that kill me. Okay. Like, you're really out here, like, commenting. Yeah. A like is super quick. You just double tap. And but a comment, you have to type up. up, like, this whole, like, So it's the spiel. effort. Yeah, you put so much effort into liking and commenting on her picture. Like. What about you, Daquan? How are you with that in your, uh... I mean, liking a picture, I mean, that's nothing for me. But like, like you said, like, you comment in. Like, I mean, like, if you comment in on, like, someone's picture, then, like, yeah. But, like, if you're liking someone's picture, like, I, mean, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me, for real. Yeah. I do feel... I mean, I, everyone's experiences are different. I feel, as a man, even as a woman, not not me as a woman, but women in general, we all have our own little small skeletons. We have our own small skeletons on social media. And people are so... They're not going to admit that. It's real talk. You know, there's some people that you keep around because they look kind of good. And there's some people that, hey, that when the opportunity comes, you know, opens up, like he says, I have them DMs, right? <laughs> so I feel in a relationship at the beginning, instead of holding grudges and stuff like that, you should try to make sure that everything is clean so no one can hold a grudge against you. Because I feel like grudges are held, when you think about the grudges that most people have these days in relationships, it's all small, petty stuff. Yeah. And then that can lead to others, like, you know, like trust issues. Because you're building, you're accumulating. It's like snow. And it's toxic. Yeah, it's cancerous, you know? I, I think... Oh. Go ahead. No, I was saying, I think with social media, so many people are, like, super insecure. And social media just makes people more insecure because all the Photoshop and, like, all of that mm. stuff. So, like, if you see your boyfriend commenting on a girl who looks super attractive, then it kind of makes you feel like, oh, if I don't look like that, is that what he's more, like... Attracted yeah. to, or why do you feel it makes people more insecure? 
Social media? Yeah, because you're hiding it. You could do whatever you want on social media. Exactly. You that's why. The ratio of negative likes could be the same or more than positive likes. It just depends on who your your audience is. I know people who delete pictures if they don't get like a hundred likes on social media. <laughs> women? Like women. They'll delete it like like friends of yours. I didn't get a hundred likes your in friends. one app. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what we need to do right now? <laughs> when we're done with this episode of this show, you send this to your homegirls. Ladies. Stop being so shallow. Stop worrying about yourself. We think you're amazing about who you are and what you do. Stop worrying about those freaking hundred likes and worrying about the ones that actually care about you. That's real talk, though. That's true. Ooh, this is a good song right here, though. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you know, we had this. You're our technical first, you know, lady guest. So Ooh, you're the I first of many. Yeah, you are special. So. <laughs> Here's a question because a lot of times we when we do like relationship episodes, it's kind of like the fellows edition, and we're trying to give advice to the fellows. Like, so we want from a woman's point of view. In my opinion, and this is probably the best advice I ever got: the longer you date, the deeper you are into a relationship. You should date more, especially a man should take his woman out more. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you're, you're putting the time in. But it's the effort that you know what we have a lot of time and we're busy, but you're still making an effort to do something small and nice, right? So I call that the courting process. You should never court. You know, when you get married, you should court even more because now you got kids. But also, you you want your kids to see that, see mommy and daddy are happy, right? So the question is, when should a man, when you first meet a guy, or when you first meet a lady, how far in courting should you go until you stop? Because a lot of times, it's either perception. You know, of course, I hear stories of women say, "Hey, never stop courting," but then you make homeboy look like he's head over heels, and all of a sudden, buddy. Friend zone. <laughs> no, you can go first. That's like the worst feeling. Friend zone. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. You can go first with that. Like, what, what do you think? Like, how far? I'm gonna turn this music down just a little bit. So, what do you think? Like, how far should a man go into like courting with you? I feel like when you first meet a girl or a woman, you should be very chivalrous. I can't even use it. Chivalrous. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Because. You're just starting to meet her and she wants to know that you're a nice guy. So, like, you, maybe you'll open the car door for her or, like, open the, the door. But shouldn't that be, things. like, standard as a man? Yeah, but not all men do that. So it's a cultural thing. But then sometimes in the beginning you don't know if it's, like, an act or not. Because, like, some guys, like, Even if it's pretend. an act, at least he's trying. Yeah, and then, the you know, try. and then you know it's an act because after a while... Like, what if the acting becomes reality, like James Dean and, like, Marlon Brandon? You know how they get part of an acting and they become that role like what if they become that gentleman that you want isn't that like a bonus though I guess so I don't know maybe Daquan can speak about what do you think Daquan like how far do you go in courting let's say like you gotta put in so much effort man like cause like like for me like like when I'm in a relationship like I wanna make sure that my girl's happy well let's say let's take two months before you say hey you and I are together and no one else I'm your man you're my girl yeah yeah. Before that. Okay. Before that. I don't know. We're not going to go deep into like physical intimacy, but I'm assuming that it possibly could have happened. Let's just say it didn't happen. You're at like the beginning phase. Mm-hmm. Like you guys haven't like slept over each other's house. Like you may like mess around or whatever, but yeah. you didn't have that. Hey, can, I, can you stay over? Can I make you breakfast in the morning and bring you flowers or whatever, you know? I mean, also, it also depends on the woman if she's comfortable with you. Yeah. I mean, for like that, like if you're trying to grow, on, like if you're trying to like grow in a relationship, like you have to, that, t- that takes time, it takes effort, you know what I mean? So like, it all depends on how comfortable the, f- the female gets with you, you know what I mean? But like when, it, like, when it comes to effort, I feel like a, all guys should always put in effort. Because for me, like, 
you should you should go above and beyond for your woman because like she's she's your she's your support system like if something's going well no she's not your girl yet but still you I mean met her I mean but like I mean it still it also depends on like, on the age you know too like like yeah. okay like when like you're in high school like when you're in college and then like when you get out into like the real world you know what I mean yeah. I feel like like when you're out, like when you're in the real world I feel like relationships can like can come quicker you know what I mean but like I feel like like you know like, like when you're in college like when you're in high school you have to, like you're talking for the person like, getting to know them you yeah. know what I mean so when should you when should you tell her that you kind of like her oh I mean if you're feeling it man I because I, I feel like, like that's a game up. changer you know because you can do all these chivalrous things I mean I've been put in the friend zone so many times and I mean I got I've been I used to, have, in the I used to hold too. grudges when I was young. <laughs> I'm like man this freaking chick man we did this we did that and took her out spent all this I, money I listened to her oh, cry she cried on my shoulder but then she ended up sleeping with Billy or something like yeah. dang like and then told you that you were her best friend <laughs> oh my gosh like come on man you're a crappy bro. Like, <laughs> if she treats me like that, I'm like, you're a crappy bro. Like, you led me on. Yeah. We could have been going Dutch, you know, $300 dinners. Like, I mean, like, for, for like, like, going going on, like, going on that, I mean, I feel like, man, if you, like, if you're feeling it, like, if your emotions tell you that, like, you like her, then you should tell her. You should be up front. Like, for me, I'm a very bold and upfront person. Like, I say what's on my mind. But when do you do it? Day three? I feel like after day two, it's... I feel kind of like, a wrap. Like I, mean, I already know how she is. Yeah, because I mean, like, you, after like day you, two, day two. Yeah, I'll explain that after you. I feel like I mean, it also depends. Like it depends on your situation. Day two or day three, because I feel like I mean, like in those stages, like you guys are talking every day. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, like you're talking, like you're texting, like you're like you're calling each other at night. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like and that's why I feel like that's how I can like feelings can can jump can like yeah. jump quick. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. like I mean, like you're talking to that person every day. You like talking to her. Like you like. Like you like talking about like random things and like she likes making you laugh and like I like making her laugh, you know what I mean? So not to like say this is my routine when I date, but I could just say it's a success rate that I've seen. You know, like before I even take a woman out, I t- I like to talk to him. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, we just text for a little bit. No, I want to talk to you on the phone. Yeah, get to know you a little bit. Um, and because we live in this stage of technology, I like to video chat, like FaceTime. FaceTime? Yeah, I mean, on dating apps, when you get older, you'd be like, dang, I just got catfished. Like, Samantha was really Steve. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> like, so I do feel like FaceTiming kind of helps out too. And you see the sincerity. I do feel like when you have that, you're more eager to see each other because you know it's for real. You know, like, the, I, I guess you can say the virtual, physical side in place of meeting for the first time, you know? Um, and then usually, then it goes right to date one. I always feel like you got to talk four hours before the date because that's when you know she's not going to cancel on you. <laughs> so let me hit you up like, hey, I'm so excited to see you. And, you know, I, you know, I just want to make sure everything goes, you know, like let her know that you, you're putting some effort into that. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay to be nervous, you know, just be you. And that's what, and like, that's what, and that's what that whole, like, what, what Mel was talking about earlier, that whole, like, isn't an act. Like, like how's it gonna act like if a guy's listen? Like, in my opinion, as a man, I don't care what you think. I'm gonna give it to you. Like, so I'm gonna give it to you straight. Yeah, I'm gonna do whatever I want to do to make you smile the best of my ability, of and course. I'm gonna listen to what you say. So you know, after date one, we still talking. I won't even call it day two because I'll just go out and be like, hey, I'm gonna bring you some lunch, if, you know, while you're at work or something like that. So like, you still have those interactions. Let's go get some coffee. To me, that's not a date. Date number two is when you actually do something a little bit more intimate whether it be fun or you know dinner or something like that and I feel like at that point in my head as a man if I have the green light I know I'd be like okay she's not 
I mean, obviously, years of being put in the friend zone, I figured it out now, you know, so I can just be like, hey, look, I really like you, and, like, I want to, like, see you more often. Yeah, but you can also say, like, I feel like a lot of females are scared. But look, if she says, look, let's take it slow, then I just tell her oh, yeah, straight up. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. and I'll tell her about, look, I like you too, and, you know, I'm just as scared as you are, so then let's just take it slow together. I'm not going anywhere. And you just say that. Just be real about this shit. Yeah. Just you be know? straight up. That's one of the main things, though. Like, you don't want a guy to, like, be too aggressive and, like, try to jump into a relationship with you super quick. But you also just don't want to, like, steer them away, like, push them away because you don't want to be in a relationship. I don't know. It's kind of hard to find that balance. No, I agree. You have to find a balance between, like, moving slow and, like, a relationship. Because you can really ruin the whole momentum of how you guys have been, like, talking and, like, going out just by, like, telling him, like, hey, I want to take things slow. Then he's like, oh, she, she doesn't even like me anymore. Like, I don't know. It's kind of hard. It sucks for men these days. <laughs> Women never know. Man, that's true. I mean, women would never know unless a man is confident and making his presence known. But also being put in the friend zone is probably like, it's just as bad as getting kicked the groin on the ground. The reason why I put people in the friend zone <laughs> is because, like, oh, sh- because Sorry, buddy. you go out with someone and you have fun with them and you're like, oh, I really like this person. Like, I don't want you to leave my life, but like, I'm not like attracted to you in that way to make you my boyfriend. Sucks. See, what and about like, Thunderdog? You're not sexually attracted to someone. It's so, just you can never be in a relationship with them. How do you break that to them? You're not you just gotta be a front. Friend zone. Hey, in my opinion, I want you, you to be don't go out with them. You don't lead them on. I mean, but I've heard some stories. I've seen some Shrek looking dudes with some like A plus dying piece of beautiful women. They were friends first. And I've heard some messed up stories. I, you know, some of my homegirls, you know, they're listening to it. You know who you are. They ain't gonna say your name though, but. She was just like, because he was so great. I'm like, no, it's because everyone was so bad to you, you got stuck with him. That's cool. I'm happy. Y'all good now. Y'all got three kids or whatever. But it's like, come on. Like, we knew the truth. Like, he was getting played and he was like the next best thing. Like, as a male, we don't want to know that too, you know? You settled for less? Yeah. So. I don't know, because sometimes these Shrek-looking dudes still treat their girls who are like dime pieces like crazy. Like, like in a bad way or like in a good way? Like crazy bad. Like oh, okay. I know someone who like, he's not all that. And the girl he was with was like top, like so bad, has everything going for herself. She's independent. And he still did a lot of crazy things like cheating, doing. I, I know. But like with that, I feel like if that's happening to you, like why get out of that relationship? Like why, like why stay in there? Like why, why, why put yourself through that? Well, sometimes some people don't know how to get out. Yeah. You know, um, they're so sucked in, and I think it's comfortable. Like, they're yeah, just I mean, comfortable are, with okay. that person. They don't That's have what the it drive is. to move forward. Yeah, they like where they are. You know, I do feel relationships should be progressive versus perfected. Exactly. Because you want you want to see the progression. Sometimes slow and steady is good. Sometimes some slow and steady makes it worse. Because I hear women like, "Well, he needs to hurry up and do this." But like, "Well, what are you doing? <laughs> you need to throw my man the green light or something." You know, or like. For me, like I want, like who, like, like the female I'm talking to, I, I, I want, I, like, I want you to know, like, what do you think about me? Like, like, be upfront with me. Like, okay. do you ask her that? Yeah. Does she I'm, ever think? Like, like for me, like, I'm a very bold and upfront person. Like, I'm gonna say what's on my mind. But sometimes being bold and being honest sometimes gets you in trouble as a man. I know, but it also is that true? 
but sometimes <laughs> I mean if you are like on date three and he's like hey I love you it's babe like, you're not fat I swear <laughs> you look as thin as that stick over there <laughs> olive oil <laughs> oh my god Popeye so you know but yeah okay so relationships it's better to be open and honest up front and I, th- I mean I think so so if you have a grudge how, how long should you hold that grudge for in a relationship? Yeah, like, like some something small, like you talk to your ex or your ex said something, a comment on Facebook or something like that. Like these are real life questions that the some of the listeners actually go through. You okay, know? like if that happens, it also it also when you're still together, how long should you hold that grudge? What like with the way like you should, like if you're with someone like and your ex is like yeah your ex she hit up her ex to say what's up, and then you guys kind of got into it. And she's like, all right, I ain't going to do it no more. Well, I mean... How long do you hold on to that? I mean, it honestly depends on the person. Like, for me, like, personally, like, if... Like, if, if my girl is, like, texting or, like, you know, calling her ex, like, behind my back, I'm just like, okay, like, like why? Like, okay, like, clearly you miss him. Like, if you miss him, like, why be with him? I mean, you go go be with him. That's how, that's, that's how I so feel. you need an ultimatum? Huh? You gonna give ultimatums? No, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give ultimatum. I'm just going to tell you what's on my mind. And, like, if, like, if you... Like if you were, like you have to respect it because it's coming out of my mouth. Like you know what I mean? You missed that. I feel like um, I don't know. You know. How long should we hold a grudge in a relationship? I think it should be as long as the issue gets resolved. You should get over the grudge. Like if you haven't resolved the issue, then you're gonna still hold on to the grudge. Yeah. But if you've talked about it and then you've moved on from it, you're kind of like destroying your relationship by continuing to hold on to this petty grudge. I agree. I feel like once you apologize and you're sincere about making moves, because you know yeah. actions do speak louder than words. Why do you feel the person that's holding the grudge, you need to let go? Because I feel like there's some. You know, I've had past situations in relationships where um, the grudge was still held against me, even though we moved way past that and I was apologetic and. You know, she was still bringing it up here and there. And oh, like, yeah. bro, you need to let that go too. Like, <laughs> you need like some chocolate def- and like a hug or something. That, <laughs> like yeah. a teddy bear. It's too hard to let go of, like, if it's a real situation. Like, yeah, I mean, but I feel like if you're going to hold on to that grudge, then maybe you should just shouldn't be in it. Because if you're in a relationship, it's about a compromise and, and really learning how to understand, all right, we made a mistake. Let's, how do we move forward from it and not do it again? You know, if you're going to hold on that grudge, you're going to be pulling back on the relationship too. Yep. So yeah. it goes both ways. So when it comes down to it, you just got to figure out how worthy is this relationship. Like, okay, if that person said sorry and they're apologetic and they're actually making effort, you got to let go too. Like, don't even like make a smart remark or say like a pun intended or something. Just don't even bring it up no more. You know? I mean, even though you were saying like being odds and like, hey, babe, do you think I'm still like holding a grudge against you? Like, no, like you don't want to ask that. Like, come on, man, you know? So, yeah. I think if you're ready to, if you want to grow with that person and be in a relationship with them, then you don't need to hold on to the grudge. But if you don't want to be with them, I'll hold on to that grudge for five years, 20 years. Mm, wow. We will never speak again. Mm, spoken like, like. Petty queen. Mean, yeah. <laughs> Holding on that to the next three generations, your grandchildren will feel that pain. Yep. Ouch. 
All right, so we're coming to the end of our show. So every time on our show, on the Fresh Delivery Show, we like to have our guests do like a 40-second plug. This gives you the opportunity for the microphone. You can say whatever you like. You can say something positive. You can promote yourself. You can talk about your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchats, Anchor, Seamit, all that good stuff. So who would like to go first? You ready, Daquan? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, the show's yours. Go. I mean, what I like to say is that like men, like when you find someone, like show them off, man. Like respect them. Like take them out. Like, sh- like give them a reason like why you with them. Because like, like you said, like e- like every female and every male wants to have someone. You know what I mean? So like, don't ever take no one for granted. That's awesome advice, Daquan. Appreciate that for your 40 second plug, Mel. How about your 40 second plug? Thank you for having me. This was fun. Um, for all the lady viewers out there, I just want to let you know, um, don't ever settle for less than what you deserve. Otherwise, it'll hinder your own growth. So that's it. Thank you for checking out the Fresh Delivery Show. You can check out our other episodes on the Anchor app. You can also find us on iTunes and the Google Play Music Store. Go tell your mom. Go tell your dad, your mailman, your dog, anyone. Check us out now. Go!